The town of Nethermire, a bleak town that on first look you would assume is wrought with disease. It smells of rot and poison and festers with an aura of ill omens. The town rests in a steep valley surrounded by jagged mountains in northern Somar. The people of Nethermire are led by Lord Bantrick, whose castle on top of one of these mountains casts a shadow upon the town, a shadow of corruption and greed. And in the year six of the fourth age, Lord Bantrick has become sickened with paranoia and fear. A man who believed he would rule over this region and town for millennia, protecting himself from his enemies with combat expertise and military might, now finds himself dying of age. His immortality stripped from him at the dawn of the equilibrium. He has begun experimentation, perverse in his methods, using his townsfolk as nothing more than lab rats for his arcane and alchemical practices in search for his lost immortality. His dungeons are filled to capacity with his prisoners, prisoners who may be truly guilty of their crimes, but on majority are truly innocent, only kept for torture and subject to his experimentation. Reina Castell, you find yourself standing at the entrance of a prison cell. You are on a guard shift at the entrance of this cell block, serving Lord Bantrick who has protected you and your family for your entire life. After your father was murdered just a few years ago, Bantrick stepped in and helped hunt down this murderer, but he has not been found. Bantrick was loyal to your father. He gave your father almost all of his business helping your father's blacksmithing thrive. And after your father's death, you swore to Lord Bantrick and entered his service. And with the rise of so much crime in Nethermire, you have found yourself plenty busy and consistently paid for your work. Though his practices against these criminals may be questionable to you, you know that Bantrick is a good man, so you have trusted him and have backed his actions. A guard escort comes around the corner heading your way, two guards with a prisoner in shackles, and you see the familiar white glowing band around the prisoner's neck. The older man has been stripped of his clothing and given the also familiar torn linens that most of the prisoners wear. He looks beaten and bruised, obviously didn't submit to his arrest peacefully. One of the two guards says, Any cells with room on this block? We've got a few. If you can take this one, I don't think we got any other room anywhere else. All right, scum, with me. You take your keys and unlock the cell block and open up the door. The two guards lead him in. And as the guards enter the cell block, you close the door behind them and lock it. You stand there and patiently wait for their return to let them out. A muffled scream of a man echoes from within the dungeon away from your post. Sounds like Bantrick is back at it again, punishing prisoners for their crimes. You then hear a knock on the door you guard. You slide open the peephole and see the two guards. Then unlock the door and let them out. Normal practice. They walk through. You close the door behind them as they nod to you. As they walk away, one of them turns to you and says, Hey, uh... They'd ever find your father's killer? Not that I've been told, no. <sighs> what scum. Well, let us know if you need anything down here. That one was a rowdy one. I'll just nod my head. The guards leave to return to their duties. As they do, you look to the spearhead at the tip of your weapon. The blacksmith mark of Laverick stamped into the steel. You sigh, lean against the wall, and rest the spear against your shoulder. You pull the dagger sheathed on your lower back and admire your father's stamp of your personal dagger. One day... I'll find you, and I'll get my revenge.
The cell block door opens. Two guards walk inside, escorting a man in tattered linens. Stephen, you are put into a cell near three others. Go ahead and give us a rundown of what these three prisoners see as these guards unshackle you and shove you into a cell, locking it behind you. My name is Stephen Smith, and I'll be playing Altair Blightbane. He is a level 5 Oath of Vengeance Paladin and a level 3 Monster Hunter Ranger. Altair is an older, gruff-looking man. He's got shoulder-length black hair that's pulled back, and it's starting to gray, particularly on the sides. He has a beard, and it too is graying. A scar runs down his forehead and through his left eyebrow, and there's another scar on his right cheek. He has a crooked nose, broken from some sort of uh, battle long ago. He has a square jaw and high cheekbones and broad shoulders, and he probably stands around 5 foot 10. After they have locked the cell behind you, they walk towards the cell block's entrance. A guard standing on the other side of the door unlocks it and lets them through after they have put you in a cell. The guard at the door eyes the three of you, then closes the door and you hear it lock again. Ryan and Ryan, who does Steven see as his cellmates? So my name is Ryan Adams and I'm playing a character I affectionately call Fenella Theodora. That's, that's her name. She is a 17 year old, fair skinned, blonde girl. She's got one of those like conventionally attractive faces, but she kind of keeps it in a scowl she would be one of those girls that people would be like, oh, you look pretty if you smile, and then she'll, like, smack him or some shit. <laughs> she is uh, about 5'10", so she's tall. Uh, hey, and I'm Rytom. I am playing Rolasi, the half-elf level 6 sorcerer, level 2 warlock. Uh, and he is maybe, we'll say mid-30s from what you can tell, but he's extremely emaciated. Like, he's been here for a very long time. Uh, extremely thin. Uh, doesn't even, like, look up whenever you come into the cell, uh, Altair. Tattered linens like everybody else, but more tattered than everyone else's. Uh, and very, very long brown hair, probably, like, down to his ass. Uh, and a good, maybe, like, three or four inch long beard, which is long for a half-elf. And the fourth prisoner in this block is an older human man. His hair is extremely thin and has patches of balding in several places. He has multiple wounds, but not, like, wounds from fights. This man has been tortured. He has missing fingernails, and his left eye has been pulled from its socket. The veins in his arms protrude and have a green tint. There is a stain around his lips that has that same green tint. A collar around his neck that's also white glowing like all three of yours. And his face is extremely beaten. There is no sign of recognition. For the two of you who have been here, this man has been here longer, and he has not said a word since you've been here. Altair? You look around to find two buckets in the cell, one in one corner, the other in another corner, one for water, one for waste. You walk over to a wall, lean your back against it, and slide down to the ground. Another dirty old man? <laughs> Guard! Stop putting people in my cell! It's dirty, these clothes are terrible, they're awful. If one more of you call me scum, I swear. Shut it. I'll hit the butt of my sword against the wooden door. To give you more scenery, the way I'm picturing this cell is there are four individual cells on this block with a hallway going down, and there is a wooden door with iron-clad supports, and there's a wooden peak hole the guard can pull. Okay, so we're all in individual, yes. like, barred cells, and then there's the iron-clad door? Yeah, and you okay. each have the two buckets in each of your cells. Cool. And I'll uh, I'll look over at uh, Vanilla, and I'll just say... <sighs> You've got quite a loud mouth on you. Well, you have an ugly face on you. Leave me alone. Just making conversation. 
Is that why you're here? Did you backtalk to guards? I am innocent, I'll have you know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of innocent people in here. Well, I'm one of them. I'm the most innocent. I didn't even do anything. What? Why? What, what are you here for? What did you not do? I didn't do anything. I was just minding my business, probably combing my hair or something, reading a book, like I do, and they just came and took me. That's why I'm here. Really? You didn't claw out anyone's eyes or... Well, I've done plenty of that, but not to, not to anyone that didn't deserve it. You look like the type. I was out on a mission with the Order of Kristoff. We were seeking out a werewolf that was terrorizing the village of Voltaire, the mountains. As you say that, you open up your palm and you've snuck your amulet in your, of Kristoff. You have kept your fist closed shackled together and you have that necklace still in, in your palm as you don't want to part with it. I'll look down and kind of smirk at it a little bit. And the emblem of Kristoff, uh, just so you know, is a uh, it's a long sword that the blade itself looks like a lightning bolt. And I'll say, uh, my family were also taken. My oldest son, Malachi, was left to defend them, but it wasn't enough. When I returned, all I found was his headless corpse in the middle of our cottage. Whoa, that's terrible. So I came here looking for Bantrick himself. You came here on purpose? I swore an oath of vengeance, both the Kristoff and my family. What are you gonna do now? We're in here. I'll figure a way out. Sure, okay. There is no way out, don't bother. Have you tried to make your way out of here? Many times. Well, I've thought about it at least. <laughs> I mean, look at that guy. And I'll point down to the the broken man. Yeah, the three of you look over to the the cell in the back right corner, and he's just kind of balled up in the corner in the, as far away from the door as possible. He's not even, like, looking at us? No. So I'll look at uh, Rolasi, and I'll say, So what's your story, half-elf? I worked for Lord Bantrick, and whenever the, he lost his immortality, he just went crazy. He just, I was just a simple servant cleaning his chambers, and he accused me of stealing. I've been his servant for 60 years, and he just threw me down here for, for nothing. 60 years? Yes. That's older than I am. Most of my life. I'm sorry for mistreatment, and I swear to you that we will find a way out of here. Or I will. Whether or not you come with me is up to you. Uh, Raina, give me a perception check. Nine. You hear them talking inside, but the words are so muffled through this wooden door that you can't quite make out what they're saying. You definitely heard Fenella get, you know, a little energetic about what she had to say. And then you hear the familiar tone of Rolasi, as you know Rolasi from being part of Lord Bantrick's servants in the castle. But uh, nothing that actually makes sense. Is it my duty to just stand guard at this door? There's technically like a hallway that goes to other cell blocks in the area. This floor of the keep is just all cell blocks. I want to say there's five of them on my map, and each of them have four cells in each block. And you may patrol every once in a while, but there are other guards down here just maintaining order and keeping them quiet. Getting kind of bored, as one does after hours of keeping post. I'm just going to lightly open the uh, the little hatch so maybe I can listen in on whatever they're talking about. You want to do it stealthy? Sure. All right. Give me a stealth check. Right. Well, I have disadvantage because of my armor. Well, actually, it would be technically be sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Seven. Seven. Uh, the three of you, please give me perception checks. Ten. Four. 
Nine. Uh, so Altair and Rolossi, you both notice that the peak hole has been cracked. All right. Uh, upon that happening, I would like to use a feature of mine, telepathic speech. As a bonus action, I can choose a creature within 30 feet of me, and we can communicate telepathically for six minutes. Can you do that with the white collar around your neck? Can I? Hmm. I'm going to say that you have tested this before, and anytime you attempt it, you can get the words out, but it hurts. Okay. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll sort of make eyes at uh, Altair to see if he noticed the little hatch opening. Yeah. When, when he looks at me, I'll just kind of like give him a nod and do a head nod over to the door that just uh, cracked open. And then I'll uh, mimic his head nod and kind of like wait a few seconds to see if it's just like a typical just like peak check or if the guard is just watching. You're not looking through, right? You're just... No, I just have my head against the door. Um, They can't see my head. For an ear's sake. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you don't see the guard. You only see that it's been cracked open. Uh, Yeah, well, I'll use my telepathic speech and communicate to Altair and say, how do you propose we get out of here? Uh, You will take four damage. And then you see a... A, a heavy wince come from me. We'll say that the that there's like a small little spark in one area of the collar as it as this happens. I'll uh, just kind of raise an eyebrow as I hear Rolasi's voice in my head. Uh, do I get a response to that? Yeah, we have uh, telepathic communication for six minutes. Oh, okay. So it's unlimited communication. Assuming we don't die. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess these bars don't keep us from using spells, do they? <laughs> uh, you take two damage on that. And then I'll just kind of like grab at the collar as I am shocked or whatever happens. It doesn't feel like an electric shock. It feels more like a, like an acidic sting. This is a life force amplifier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question. Does this uh, shocking cause any sound? No, I'm going to say that it just gives a little glow in the area where it pulls on the life of. It feels acidic, but it's not an acidic damage. Uh, Okay, in response to him, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to tap my collar in his direction. And I'll kind of rub my hand underneath the collar as much as I can and look at him and just kind of nod slowly. And then I will also do... I'll I'll mimic like a somatic component of a spell, and then I will do like a no motion with my hand across my neck just to say like hey that doesn't work either is what i'm implying and with that i'll uh clutch the medallion of Kristoff and slide it into a pocket on the uh, pants that i'm wearing okay you guys aren't slick you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna say that uh reyna you hear that without a perception check I'll just turn it, Fenella, and throw up my arms. Like, what are you, what? <laughs> I know you two are talking about me. <laughs> You're not being slick. God. <laughs> Raina does not react. Well, what did you say? I told him you were loud because you are. Well, you're a bitch. <laughs> Got him. Is that your only comeback? <laughs> it's the only one I need because you're a bitch. <laughs> Listen, she's young. She probably doesn't have any other comebacks. Now, what about this old man? Do you know his story? You can try asking him, but he won't tell you. Hey, old man. And I'll just kind of cling against the bars as much as I can. Give me a persuasion check. It's going to be a 10. A 10? Mm-hmm. You 
see his head turn. He he knows you're talking to him, and you see him like turn. You can maybe see his left eye kind of peek at you, and then he just turns his head back. It's like maybe an inch of movement back and forth. How long has he been here? Couldn't tell you. Longer than me. You've also seen him taken more often than anyone else for experimentation, and he's probably the one that's returned the most, whereas most a lot of times people don't return. And you know, Bantrick's been doing crazy stuff with some of these prisoners. Most of them don't come back, but he always has. <sighs> I don't know what they're doing to him, but can't be good. Do you know what they're what they've done to him? I don't know. Uh, they've taken me up a few times, but they always put me under before they do anything. I mostly just wake up with headaches, and uh, I've developed some abilities to him telepathically. And you'll see me sort of wince again, uh, but he's been through much worse than me. So it sounds like you were fortunate, at least compared to the rest of these prisoners. You could say that. Wait, is that what they're doing? They experiment on you? As, as far as I can tell, yeah. I mean... You've seen him. I've seen you leave and come back. Well, you've seen him. And I'll nod towards the old man. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I just got here. It's only been like eight days. Yes, this was the order of suspicions as well. What? Oh, we have to, we have to, we have to escape, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this time, at this time, Reyna, uh, you hear the familiar cart of somebody bringing a pot of food around. Probably a terrible stew, a gruel, and uh, they make the turn towards you coming down the stairs, carrying the two people carrying the cart down, and they prep four bowls and put it on like a little stand next to the door and put them there, and it's your duty to feed prisoners, and then they move on to the next block after setting you up. I'll unlock the door just very slowly. Is there like a slot that we deliver food through or do we have to open? Um, there are bars in the bowl. We could say the bowl kind of fits through. You might have to like turn it a little bit. You just spill a little some every time Oops. if you don't give a fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, uh, I'll will the cart through and uh, deliver each bowl close to the ground. So if it does spill, it doesn't uh, get everywhere. But uh, I am there waiting by the bars to like accept the bowl in my hands as I always do. And it's just a wooden bowl, no utensils. So we'll say you come to Altair's cell first. And I'm just sitting against the back wall, just looking at her. And I'm just looking back as I set his bowl down on the floor. All right. And then you move on to uh, Fenella's cell, which is just across from Altair. I'll walk up. I'll approach cautiously. Hello, Reyna. <laughs> Prisoner. Thank you, Reyna. Don't thank me. I didn't make this for you. And then I'll, okay. I'll go to Relassie and stick it in his hand. Oh, thanks, Reyna. And then I'll back away quickly and start slurping it down. And then almost every day, like clockwork, the man in the final cell doesn't move as you bring in his food. And you just slide it through the bars and put it down on the ground. Um, I'll set his meal on the ground and once again draw my short sword and kind of hit the butt of it against the bars. Okay. It's time to eat. Give me an intimidation check. 20. So for the first time, Altair, you see this. The two of you have seen him move, but never speak. He slowly pulls himself to the side and like uses his hand to lift up onto his knees a little bit. And he doesn't even stand up. He just crawls over to the bar. And it's very slow, very painful looking. Keeping his head towards the ground, he reaches out without ever lifting his head and pulls the bowl from the ground and then slowly backs back into his corner. 
and he squats down into that corner again, but just leaves the bowl next to him about two feet away. I said it's time to eat. You must keep your strength for Lord Bantrick. And I'll turn on my heel and walk out, okay. locking the door, leaving the uh, peephole just slightly open. Okay. Have a good day, Raina. <laughs> no comment. I'm just going to, uh, <laughs> like, pinch my nose and just start, like, basically, like, drinking it out of the bowl. Yeah. Like, oh, I hate this, but this is, I'm hungry as shit, man. <laughs> uh, we'll say that it's kind of like a grayish looking thing with some deep red looking berries in it. Doesn't look appetizing, obviously. I eat it quickly. And this is the first time you've seen a, a gruel like this, Altair. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll walk over to it and slide the slide the bowl into the cell that I'm in and observe it and taste it. Probably been a, been a little bit since I've eaten anything. It's awful, but yeah, if you're hungry, you you push through. Yeah, I push through. I've I've eaten worse, and uh, I'm also gonna look at this bowl. You said it was a wooden bowl. Yeah, it's just a wooden bowl that's maybe like half an inch around, like half inch thick of wood around. Okay. So as I get close to finishing the gruel. I'm just going to yell out, screw Bantrick, and I'm going to smash the uh, bowl on the ground and try to, like, break it basically as quickly as I can before uh, Reyna runs in. Okay. Uh, give me a... Let's do two checks here. Give me an athletics check. Twelve. Along with a deception check. Root. And then give me an insight check, Reyna. Because you obviously hear it. Um, 11? Sounds like a prisoner is getting angry and smashing around in his cell. Was I able to break the bowl? Yeah, you, you break the bowl and shatter it into lots of wooden pieces. Okay, I'm going to find a good, like, long piece and try to uh, pocket it. All right, give me a slide of hand check. I would like to try and notice this. Okay, yeah, I mean, you definitely see this happening. He's making a fit about it. Crude. All right. Well, I want to specifically see if he... Um, like, see, try to notice him taking a piece of the bowl. Okay. Give me a perception check. And then, Reyna, you, are you taking any action here? I'll just hit my hilt against the door again and just once again say, shut it. You should be eating. And your perception check? Crit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that, Altair, you probably wouldn't hide it from him. You're more of just quickly doing it. Mm -hmm. So you'd probably let him see it if you saw it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll say that that draw in the crit gives you the advantage. Um Relasi. And basically the, the way that I'm trying to make it look is as, as if I just kind of threw the uh, threw the bowl, you know, against the bars or like on the ground and it broke. So you scatter the pieces as well. scattered so you can't tell, you know, that there's a big piece missing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you do hear a, a metal thud against the the cell block door and Raina scream in again to settle down, but she doesn't come inside. Hey, man, you got to calm down. Look, I know. Look, Raina's. She she's a cold bitch. I know this. Like it, it's like she's just like this every day. Like I swear she's jealous or something. But if you just call, like she's okay if you just don't freak out like that. Yeah, you're right. And I'll just kind of look at them and and show the uh, the wooden splinter that I pulled out and just kind of smile. So as far as these cells go, how are they locked? Is it just like a standard like key lock? Yes. Uh, do I know who holds the keys? Is it Reyna for these cells? Yeah, she would definitely have some. You've seen her be the one to escort somebody out. She's had a key in the past for sure. Okay. Uh, I'll message to uh, Altair again. Rana has the keys. And I'll just kind of nod. Four damage this time. 
Um, I'm gonna die here. <laughs> <laughs> HP is my not my strong suit. And I'll uh, message him back telepathically. Help me sell this. And then I'm going to drop down to my knees and induce vomiting in myself. You know, shove my fingers into my throat and try to throw up. Sure. And uh, just start throwing up on the ground and like groaning. Okay. Oh my God, gross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give me a performance check or a deception check. Make it a deception check. And I am also going to yell at this uh, occurrence to hopefully give him advantage. Hey, Reyna, I think something's wrong with the new guy. All right, so yeah, give me advantage on the deception. Root! Jesus <laughs> Christ. <Damn>. Yeah, Reyna. <laughs> <Rana Rowe. laughs> All right, so uh, Reyna, you hear Rolasi say there's something wrong with the new guy, and you hear some retching coming coming from inside. Uh, I'll uh, unlock the door and walk in. Uh, you look to your left and see Altair down on his knees, vomiting. There was probably like a good, uh, good chunk of material out, but he is now dry heaving at this point. And uh, as she walks in and makes eye contact with me, I'm gonna look up at her and then just start like clawing at my throat as if I can't breathe. I think he's having some sort of like reaction to the the food. Can I see if I see any keys on Reyna? Like, can I see that from here? Uh, give me a perception check and. Give me a insight check to this whole scenario, Reyna. This is exciting. 17. <laughs> Perception is five. Okay. Perception five, you do not see the keys. Okay. <laughs> With the 17 on the insight, man, I hate it whenever players are versus players because I want the players to believe whatever they want to believe. <laughs> but um, Well, gonna... my next question was going to be if I saw the bowl on the ground. Uh, you definitely do see the bowl on the ground. So, yeah, to paint the scene, you see the bowl on the ground from whenever you heard him cause a fit and crash and break something. You heard something break inside. And then you see the mess of food near the bars of the cell. And then he's probably in the center of the cell, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's in the center of the cell now on his hands and knees, vomiting. Okay. Raina just looks annoyed. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm going to grab my spear. Well, I already have it in my hand, I'm assuming. And I'll grab my keys from inside my vest and open. I'll begin opening the um, door, but before I fully unlock it, um, I'm going to point my spear through the bars to the wall. Now. I'm not going to move. I'm just like sitting there on my knees, just clutching at my throat. I'm going to need a deception check from you. And then we'll give me another insight check, Reyna. Oh my god. I win. I win the yeah. game. It's over. We're getting out of here. Fucking 60 days in. Are these some like new loaded dice or something? That was the same old dice always. He, in fact, they he left them here last from last week. So yep. they've been at this table the entire time. Yeah, and it's been two different dice. Yeah, I like, alternate I've every time. I'm going to need another insight check right now. I'm sorry. We weren't going to get to the point where you become a good guy. That's D&D, right? 14. I mean, you believe him. What you want to do about it, it's up to you. I mean, you believe that he's definitely having an issue. I mean, you know guard protocol, though. Probably shouldn't do this alone if you're going to open the cell. I'll turn to the door. Shigs! <laughs> I dig it. To me. So all of a sudden, uh, you hear footsteps in the hallway, and a pretty burly-looking human man stands in the doorway. What's going on in here? This one appears to be choking, but I don't <gasps> trust him. 
check it out. And I'll wait until he gets to the door. Okay. So you want him to go into the cell? Yeah. Okay. So are you going to go outside the cell block and close it? Or what are you doing? Like, where are you standing at? I'm at his cell with my key still in the door and my spear through pointing at him. Still pointing at him through the bars. Would your spear be through the gate? Like the door? Or from... Just through one of any of the bars, okay. not necessarily the door. All right. So, yeah, you uh, point your spear from the from outside the cell, and Chiggs goes up and unlocks the door and walks inside, and he's got his spear down at you, and he stands over you. What's wrong with you? And he, like, hits you with the backside of his spear and, like, kind of pushes you to the side or tries to push you to the side. I'm going to try to uh, give him, like, a, a look over real quick and see specifically, like, what he has on him. Okay, give me a perception check. Not a crit. Mm-hmm. No. That was an eight. In the chaos of what you've caused and him standing over you and pushing you with the backside of the spear, you can't seem to get a good glimpse of what he's got on him other than him holding a spear at you. Okay. I will, um, I'm just going to fall over. All right. So you fall over onto your side? Stomach. Stomach? Fa- like face oh, down. Oh, you're feigning death? Basically, yeah. Okay. Give me a deception check. Oh my, he's dying. Guys, help him. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Vanilla and Rolasi, give me a perception check during this as well. Five on perception. Eleven for me. Making up for those good rolls now. <laughs> Ten. He reaches down and you can feel him grab the collar on the back of your neck and he pulls you on it. And as he pulls, you gag because he's just basically pulling on you like a leash. And then he just drops you and kicks you in the side. Says, you're not fucking dead. Get up and go over to the corner. I want to run up to my se- to the door of my cell and try to get Raina's attention. Like, Raina, Raina, stop him. Please, he's hurting him. Stop. And you will take three damage from him kicking you. Okay, on that note, I'm on the ground at this point. He's kind of over me, kicking me. I'm going to try to do a leg takedown. Single leg takedown. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, how does, is this like a special maneuver of yours with this character or is it just an unarmed strike? I guess it would be a grapple. So yeah, give me the athletics check. No, that's a 13. I got a 19. Uh, so you go to try and like grapple his legs and instead he just fucking whacks you hard with the spear. This will be an attack for a 16. Yes, I'm unarmored. And that is a hit. And you take nine bludgeoning damage from the backside of the spear. I said get in the corner. I'm going to crawl backwards to the corner. If you're going to make any more actions at this point, I'm going to say we roll initiative. Yeah, let's roll some initiative. All right. (laughs) Oh, damn. (laughs) He said, yep. (laughs) All right. I just want to make sure that everyone at the table is having a turn. So uh, because this isn't just a scrap between two people, it's everyone's involved. So yeah, everyone give me initiatives. Hey, companions. It's Dave, your DM. Yes, you've been hearing my voice for the last 30 minutes in the episode, so if you're new here, I don't know why I'm introducing myself. Well, I guess if you're new here, that's why I'm introducing myself. If you've been here for a long time, you don't need me to introduce myself because I'm Dave, the DM. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm here for your little mid-roll. One thing that I definitely wanted to talk about was it doesn't seem like our merch shop is working as intended. So I've got to look into that further. Looks like there's some issues with ordering things in general, just at all. 
And then there's also problems with people who are in Canada. Uh, I assume that means there's also problems with people that are out of any country that's not the United States. This is why I don't do things. This is why I don't do web development. This is why I don't touch that kind of stuff because I just don't know how to do it. But yeah, I'm working on it, trying to figure it out, trying to find the time to do it, blah, 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 blah. The only other thing also I want to talk about, just because I'm tired, it's nighttime, night before this release, and I just want to say it, uh, Apple Podcast Reviews. I don't think I've seen one in a minute, so if you haven't done one before, if you've been listening to us from the beginning, you should just go on over to Apple Podcast and uh, drop us a little podcast review. If you don't have an Apple device, you can still do it. If you'd like to know more about that process, you can message me on any of the social medias or just find us on Discord and I can send you some instructions. But yeah, if you'd like to give us an Apple podcast review, that would be extremely, extremely appreciated. Now let's get back to the episode. Hope you all are enjoying it. Bye. cell has turned into chaos. Chiggs, the guard, is in one cell block with Altair. You're down, like, squatted in the corner, rushing away from Chiggs after an attack. And Rolasi, you are watching this from a distance in your other cell. Vanilla, you're seeing this all unfold while the old man that is bruised and battered from experimentation and torture has still not made a move. And Reyna, you are outside of the locked cell that you have locked Chiggs in. The cell block door is still open. Keep that in mind. And first up, we have Rolasi. I'm going to delay my turn. All right. I figured some of y'all would be delaying. Uh, after Rolasi, we are at Vanilla. Did we say that I walked up to the door of my cell? We can, if you'd like. Okay, yeah. I'm going to keep beating on the the bars of my cell, trying to get Raina's attention. Like, Raina, you have to stop him. He's going to hurt him. All right. Is there anything, any actions you'd like to take other than saying that? No, that's all. Okay. After Fenella, we are on to Raina. Raina will look at Fenella and uh, remove her spear from Altair's cell and point it in the direction of Fenella. Silence. And then she's going to rush to the cell block door and call for help. Figured that was coming. <laughs> Armir, get some men down here now. We've got a situation. And I will lock the cell block door with me inside. Okay. Awaiting backup. All right. So you close the cell block door and lock it while after screaming. And uh, you don't hear any movement immediately, but you can assume that this happens a lot. You've seen people rush to action. After Reyna, we are on to Altair. I'm going to cast Misty Step, a level two spell. Okay. You have to see the spot, right? Mm-hmm. Where would you like to land? I'm going to Misty Step right behind her. All right, so you're going to Misty Step right behind Reyna at the cell block door. Yes. You cast a level two spell, so you will take Amplified Life Force Damage 2d8. It's going to be nine. Okay, and that is a bonus action. All right. Okay, Reyna will uh, sense someone behind her and quickly maneuver her spear and just jerk it to the right, hoping to, like, catch his leg to trip him. That's a crit miss. That's a crit miss. Mm. All right, so that is a miss, so you will not be using your trip maneuver here. Altair, as you reappear from your misty form, a spear comes jabbing at your legs and you quickly just kind of jump over it. And then you are now in your position to take, to continue your turn. Okay, I will, um, I'm gonna try to grab the keys. Uh, I'm assuming I saw where she she put them in her vest. Yeah, so that would be a 
Sleight of hand? This would be sleight of hand at disadvantage because she sees you doing it. Mm. All right, I'm going to grapple her then. Okay. It's 14. That's a 25. Mm. Jesus. <laughs> so Spiders. not the best wrestler in the room, oh, are wait. you? I'm sorry. Yeah, 25. So Altair, you go to grab hold of Reyna to grapple her, and uh, she quickly just kind of bonks you off with her spear, and you find yourself unable to grapple her in this scenario. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Altair? No. <laughs> <laughs> and after Altair, we move on to Chiggs, who is inside the cell locked by himself. He does have his own set of keys, so he quickly uh, pulls them out and starts to unlock the cell. I'm gonna say that takes up his entire action to do so, and, and that's all I'm gonna give him. So the cell is completely open now, and we move on to Rolasi, who wants to take his turn now. Uh, I'm gonna cast Catapult. Okay. So choose an object weighing from one to five pounds. I'm choosing the bowl right. in my hand. <laughs> The object flies in a straight line up to 90 feet in the direction you choose before uh, falling to the ground. I'm going to just aim it at Chiggs to try to hit him with my bowl. Are you putting the hand in the bowl through the bars first? No, I'm just going to like hold my hand up with the bowl in it, and you see it sort of levitate and then just rocket towards him. I'm going to give him half cover if you shoot it through the bars. Well, then, yeah, I'll, I'll move okay. and go to in front of the bars. But I'll go like to the back of the cell. All right, uh, you have entered his range with his spear, right? Which he, you have half cover as well with the. So he goes to jab at you as you enter his range. And that's going to be a twenty-one. Is it hit? And that'll be seven piercing damage. Uh, yeah, and then I'll just uh, hold my hand up, and you see the bull levitate, and then just shoot directly towards his head. All right, and he takes a dexterity saving throw. He said, "Yeah, dex save." He fails. Cool. Uh, so I take 1d8 of damage. You do? One. Sick. 1d8 of life force damage from the necklace. And he takes 3d8 bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this could kill him. He's <laughs> <laughs> <be> sweet. <laughs> it uh, doesn't. Uh, six damage. Six does not kill him. But he's also pushed five feet back. Right? Oh, shit. We need more bowls. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm going to back away from the bars for the rest of my movement. All right. And that was your delayed turn, which brings us to the top of the round with Rolasi. I'm going to pick up the bucket that's bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm going to use catapult again. <laughs> I don't think the bucket fits through the bars, but it could shatter across the bars and then become shrapnel. <laughs> or if you could pick up the bucket inside of the other cell. I'll say that the shrapnel would do half damage. Mm, I don't like that. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna use a cantrip. I'm gonna cast Mind Slither on Chiggs. All right, and what does Mind Slither do? Uh, I drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature. So I'm gonna look at him and see my eyes <laughs> shake. All right, with the cantrip, you will take 1d4 damage, which will be three. And then he takes a wisdom save, you said? Intelligence save. Intelligence save. That's going to be a 10. That's a fail. All right. So he will take 2d6 psychic damage for five. Uh, and the next saving throw he makes is minus 1d4. Okay. And is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? 
No. All right. After Rolasi, we move on to Vanilla. All right. Uh, I believe the last thing that happened in your direction in this whole sequence was Raina told you to back away. All or right. Or silence or something. Yeah. I'm also going, I'm going to obey her and I'm going to back away. And then I'm going to say to myself, I've got to do something. I'm going to use a second level spell. I'm going to use Crown of Madness on Chiggs. <laughs> <laughs> who has been set up perfectly <laughs> for no. this to happen. So he makes a... Wisdom. He makes a wisdom saving throw that is minus 1d4. Correct. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good job on that. I think this is going to be a fail um, 9. Uh, that is a fail. And uh, while the target is charmed in this way, a twisted crown of jagged iron appears uh, uh, on his head and a madness glows in his eyes. Cute. <laughs> the charm creature must use its action before moving on each of its turns to make a melee attack against a creature other than itself that I mentally choose. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the creature I'm going to choose is our guard, Reyna, and I want him to melee him through you the- want Chiggs to melee her? Reyna? Uh, yes, okay. I want Chiggs to melee Reyna. All right. Through the bar. I'm sorry, did uh, Vanilla take damage for this spell? Yeah, Not it's yet. A, yeah. So this is a two or a level two spell? Yes. 15. Jesus. <laughs> 15 life force damage for the Crown of Madness. Ouchie. <laughs> and then Chiggs gets a surprise attack on Reyna. This will be a attack with advantage against you, Reyna with the spear. So that's going to, I don't think this is going to hit. Um, it's going to be a 17. That is my AC. Defender wins. So um, you feel the spear behind you, like kind of hits your armor and bounce to the side, but it doesn't pierce you or anything. Um, and you turn and you look over your shoulder and you see Chiggs attacking you. So yeah, you see that some sort of magical effect has taken over Chiggs. The hell is happening? Guards! And after Fenella, we are on to Raina. Okay, so first, I am going to attack Altair with my spear. All right. That is a 27. Yeah, that's a hit. 16. That's a hit. All right, and then the bonus action blunt end of your spear. Do so, I roll for that as yeah, well? Yeah, it's going to be another attack roll. That's a hit. <laughs> Wait, three plus eight? Oh, I thought that was 11. a 17. No. 11's not a hit. <laughs> All right. So the bonus action attack misses. If you want to go ahead and roll the damage for those two spear attacks. 15 damage. So 15 damage to you, Altair. Okay. Well, with Shiggs trying to poke me um, with his spear, I'm at least going to get behind Altair. Okay. So you so you want to rotate around? Yes. You're no longer flanked between Chiggs and Altair. You have rotated to one side of Altair, putting the cell block door on one side of Altair and you on the other. And is that going to be all for your turn, Rena? Yes. All right. And then Altair, we now are on to you. All right. The keys that Chiggs had, where are they at? Are they in the door? Are they in his hand? Did he pocket them? I'm going to say they're in the door. So I want to disengage so I don't get killed. All right. Because I'm very beat up. I want to grab the keys... It's disengage in action? Yes, unless he has something that makes it not an action. Yeah, it would be an action. <laughs> you can always give up. <laughs> yeah, surrender. That's an action. <laughs> Fuck it. If I die, I die. <laughs> yes, D&D. &D. 
<laughs> now we rolling dice for real. And I'm going to uh, cast a second level hold person on uh, Reyna. All right. First the life force. Yeah, give me that damage first. Seven. I'm not quite dead. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then hold person is a con save for Reyna, I believe. Wisdom. Wisdom save. Uh-huh. You know your weakness. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> What's Steven looking at? Steven looking at Deidre's character sheet. I mean, we know she's a fighter, and if you know the, the book, you know, fighters are the fish and Fucking metagame I assholes. I could have made myself. <laughs> That's a wisdom save. <laughs> That's a two, a three minus one. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right, so what happens when hold person? She can't move. She paralyzed. Paralyzed? The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. At the end of each of its turns, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. On a success, the spell ends on a target. It lasts for up to one minute. It is a concentration spell. All right. So, Reyna, what that means for you is that you are incapacitated and can't move or speak. The creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit. Uh, incapacitated means... You can't take actions or reactions, and you can't move either because you're paralyzed. So you pretty much don't have a turn. Yeah, you have zero things you can do on your turn for 10 rounds. But you can make a wisdom save each turn. Oh, you, try okay, so you can't break out of it. But we already know about that wisdom save. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else on your turn, Altair, that you would like to do? I'm going to move closer to the center of the room on the opposite side of Reyna. All right. Because I don't want to get fucking murked by Chiggs <laughs> <laughs> if he breaks free. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's my turn. All right. After Altair, we move on to Chiggs, who has Crown of Madness. Yes. And attacks anyone within range. Reyna is currently in range of his spear. Oh, my God. She is. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't know if I want him to do that. Uh, well, it, if you don't choose it, technically, he acts normally on it. Yeah. So he can do whatever he wants. It would take away his action if I were. Yeah, he's going to do it. Does he have to make an attack or can he do nothing? You either tell him to attack a specific target or he does whatever he wants. And me, him doing that attack takes away his action for that turn. Correct. So I think it would be in our best interest if he were to do that. I, I think Reyna's gonna be fine. All right. But she is held. So <laughs> Chiggs attacks Reyna with advantage for a 18. That's a hit. Which is an automatic critical because you're paralyzed. Yep. Oh. Mm -hmm. Fuck. <laughs> for 12 damage. Look, I'm not touching nobody. And that doesn't break her whole person at all, right? Uh, yeah, it's just a wisdom save on the end, on the end of uh, their turn. Okay. And so on Chiggs' turn, does he do anything else on his turn? He can use the rest yeah. of his turn however he wants. He can move wherever he wants. He can bonus action, but his action has been extended. He's panicking. And because he panics, he runs to the cell block door and unlocks it. And after Chiggs, we are on... Oh, now he does a wisdom save against the Crown of Madness? Yes. It's going to be a big old five. That's a fail. And after Chiggs, we move on to our mirror. The guards are now at the door. God damn it. Um, you hear... What's going on in there? And Chiggs says... I don't know. I'm just attacking people. <laughs> Raina's in trouble. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I had a solution. Well, the first thing they're going to have to do is get through Chiggs. So there's that. <laughs> and at this point, we see a flash of light. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Finch, you fall through a magical stream. Swirling bright lights of pink, blue, purple, and green surround you. The green orb is clasped in your grip as you fall. The swirling lights around you get brighter and brighter and turn to a bright, blinding white light before you eventually fall face first onto the ground again. Prone on your belly, holding the green orb in your hand, you look around. It is a dimly lit area. Stone walls and ceilings surround you, along with cell block bars. There is combat happening in a jail around you. Is this the third straight combat that you've had? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna like, I, I guess, I guess you did get a short rest at least. <laughs> so yeah, no, I kind of hit and oh, fuck. I'll look up and I'm like, God, not again. <laughs> the gauntlet. And I'll just, I'll start trying to like, you know, immediately shoving the orb in, into the satchel and like scrambling back just to try and get like a, a sense of what's going on around me. I'm going to say your turn is void this turn, but I'm going to put you in the initiative round right there after our mirror who is outside the gate, outside the cell block. But this attracts the attention of our very wounded man in the back corner. He stands up and you see a warm red light emit from his hands and it cascades across the whole area. Each of you, every single one of you in the area feels healed. You each receive 16 HP. Cool. Thank God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you look over to the man his wounds have sealed over, his face still kind of bruised, green tint that was in his veins has vanished, but the stains around his lips are still there, and he is now involved. And we move to the top of the round with Rolasi. Okay, Deidre. Is this fun or is this bad? <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak or move. I, I mean, just Deidre. My, I'm not asking Raina. I'm asking Deidre. My eyes water. <laughs> just at the uh, end. <laughs> <laughs> a single tear. <laughs> I loved you, chicks. <laughs>